Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey everybody, welcome to Off Track with Thim. Oh, why are you talking again? Who gave you permission to say anything? I, well, I think New Year knew me, um, so I figured no. I want to give the people what they want. And what the people want is the non-race car driver uh, who lives in a tiny apartment with his child and What's roommate. amazing... That's the real draw what, of this What's show. amazing is that you've managed to make the new you even worse than the old you. New Year's <laughs> is about making yourself Nobody better. Said, it didn't say new me, better me. It's, it's, it's new year, new yeah. me. Not new year, new better me. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's taken after Apple. I mean, they come out with new iPhones all the time that are way worse than the previous ones. Can we, can we talk to you about how bad the iPhone ten is? I'm using one right now and I hate it. It's the getting rid of the home button and relying on face ID to get in though. Cool technology. And it's kind of cool how it works. It's super impractical and I really dislike it. And I hate that they've eliminated it from all their devices now. Well, and and who was sitting there like, you know, what's too cumbersome putting my finger on this button. (laughs) It's actually (laughs) way more convenient. Yeah. How is that a problem? Because you lose out two one and a half millimeters of screen on the bottom by having a button there. I mean, you could have made the button smaller if you wanted and still do, had it go around the screen, go around the button. Like it goes around the camera and the speaker at the top of the phone if you want, but don't do take you know, my button. Do you, do you know it, they may have gotten rid of the button, but at least they made it really hard to reset your phone that freezes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, needless to say, we will not be sponsored by Apple on this podcast anytime soon. Hey, I was oh, going to say, because that's a it's surprise. The new year, if you guys have any complaints about Verizon, let them out. You know, let them fly right now. <laughs> My only complaint about Verizon is that they left, and I miss them. They were great people and a tremendous partner of the series for a long time. I wish them all the best in the future. But excited about the uh, hopefully uh, impending announcement from IndyCar on a new title sponsor. If Likewise. It before we release this episode, I'll just edit it in like very sloppily. Like, and hey, I'm excited for blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, well, since you already ruined the show, Tim, um, why don't you tell us about your holiday? What did you do? I went back to uh, I went back to Indiana. I got to appreciate the the best airport in the country. I, I love Indianapolis's airport. It's the best. It is the best. Uh, then I did what everybody in the Midwest does for Christmas. I got very drunk with my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm trying out that sober January thing. Gotta say, not for me. Not great. I don't I don't understand so, this. When are you already off the bandwagon? The morning and, no, I'm still, I'm doing it. I, I'm going to do the whole month. But like, I don't understand this feeling of like waking up in the morning and having energy. It just doesn't feel natural to me. It doesn't <laughs> feel like something that I want in my life. You know, I need, I, I want to be completely useless until about noon. That's like my standard. Guys, Chrissy Teigen came out with a line of cooking knives. What? I know. Okay, we're diving straight into that. Uh, <laughs> that's, first of all, why that's do you know wild? <laughs> well, because I follow her on on uh, Twitter. Follow. Why do you I care? Too. And 
she has a line of cookie knives at Target. Like what? That I don't even make. That doesn't even make sense. Like I would understand why Rachel Ray has a line of cookie knives, mm-hmm. but why does Chrissy Teigen, who Chrissy, she has a cookbook. Who Maybe is she? Chef, and you didn't know it. Doesn't she? I feel like she has a cookbook. I don't think so. Isn't she married to some singer? She's married to John Legend. She's married to John Legend. Oh. Well, we know so who yes. wears the pants in that relationship. John. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Would you find it weird if Danica Patrick had a line of cooking knives? Yes. She's got a cookbook. Yeah, but really? I think. Doesn't she? Well, yeah, but she regardless, doesn't... Aaron Rodgers still wears the pants in that relationship. Know if that's true i think that might be danica in that one danica's feisty she's feisty i, I could see that going either way interesting you know he makes five hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars a week i wonder Same. what that breaks down to per pass well this year like five hundred thirty-five thousand dollars per completed pass <laughs> 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 all right all right brady jr relax speaking of racing uh, let's let's chat a bit about that because uh, you've recently been inside a motor vehicle in a sporting environment, Mr. Rossi. Yeah, and what was it like? How'd you let it go? You did the roar before the twenty-four, and uh, your new newest member of Acura Team Penske, and uh, you got your first taste of the Acura prototype car, DPI car. Yeah. What'd you think? How'd it go? What's going on? Tell me stuff. Um, it was it was interesting like um sports car racing is very unlike kind of what we're used to in indie car racing and it's uh it's super depressing to get out of a race car that you've kind of like built and gotten comfortable in and, and found a setup that you like only for someone else to get in and just say all oh, everything you've done is wrong and they don't like it and they want something else so uh, you know, that's neat, um, trying to, <laughs> to to deal with sharing um, as an only child. Sharing is caring. As an only child. As an only child. This really, is, yeah, uh, sports car racing is not for you. Probably not. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it's a whole new challenge and uh, a pretty cool opportunity. I mean, obviously, um, Acura Team Penske is is one of the, the bigger names and, and manufacturers in the DPI class. And, you know, I think that I I think that arguably we probably have some of the best guys on our team. I mean, my teammate is is Elio Castroneves and then Ricky Taylor, who is a DPI champion. And then on the other cards, Juan Montoya, Simon Pagano, IndyCar champion, and Dane Cameron, who's another DPI champion. So everyone's won a championship in some way or another, um, which is which is pretty awesome. And and I've learned a lot from them already. And, um, yeah, excited to get back there at the end of the month and race for 24 hours, as crazy as that sounds. You did this race once before in the, uh, in the in, Delta Wing, right? In a little bit of a different scenario, yep. Mm-hmm. I did it. So, so let, me, let me tell you why it was different. So when you this, one's up, had, this one has four tires and doesn't look like a penis? Well, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's one reason, yep, for sure. Um, you couldn't just say phallic. We had to just go right there, James. All right. That's well, look, we've got fans all we've got fans all over the world, and they might not know what phallic object means. So I just I wanted to clarify it for our international fans. It looks like male parts. No, James, it, it's actually different because well, when I showed up to the racetrack in 2014, um, driving the Delta Wing, I knew that I couldn't win. 
Whereas um, this year, obviously, you know, I feel like we have a pretty good chance if we play our cards right and execute our jobs and don't make any mistakes and, and all of that. So while it's not technically my first Rolex 24, um, it really is. I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, uh, that was more of an exhibition for, for all of us taking part um, than anything else. And, and I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to go and compete for an overall, an overall win. Well, that doesn't sound terrible. Kind of disappointed you're not doing it this year. Because, I mean, you have done you did that, what, five years? Five, six years, I think, I did that race. Um, and enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's a fun event. I mean, it's one of the hallmark races on the calendar, obviously. And um, had a, had a, a lot of good memories there. Yeah, there, there's some reasons kind of out of my control that it didn't come together this year. There was a few different possibilities, but ultimately... Uh, you know, some, something above my pay grade ended up making the final call, but that's fine. It is what it is. Um, going to be uh, in my nice, warm house watching you and cheering you on rather than in, you know, 38-degree weather when it's raining at 3 o'clock in the morning. So it's got its benefits, too. That's fair. And, um, you know, at least Tim won't be there. That's oh, a huge, no, that's I'll, a huge I'll be bonus. There. Whether uh, I'm invited or not, I'm coming. Wait, no, are, are we talking about are we talking about Daytona or my house? Honestly, whichever one's worse. <laughs> Daytona's whichever worse. one is Go scarier there. to you guys. Well, um, well at le- Alex, at I, least... I have a question. Oh boy. So racing wise, in a situation like that, how helpful is it to have a clean shaven face? Ah, oh, very helpful. <laughs> um, honestly, because you know the 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 twenty four hours is a long event and. Um, you got to have your head and, and a head sock and a helmet for, for extended periods of time. And you know what? Excessive chafing is not good in any part of your body. So um, it's nice I, to have a clean, clean, well, he, a freshly he, shaved face. Here's the question I've got, though. I mean, yeah. you know, Alex, you you can grow a pretty, uh, pretty good beard. You've got pretty uh, full facial hair. You've got dark hair. And you know, pretty pasty, pale ass skin for a Californian. I'm just wondering. You're one to talk. No, no, this I I can talk. I'm wondering, yeah, because of the strict rules over there at Penske Racing, do you have to like shave mid race to make sure that you don't look like a hobo come you know, hopefully celebrations in victory lane? Um, yeah, but I do that anyways. Just not my face. You shave anyways during a 24 hour race? No, he shaves between in the middle of every race. Yeah, yeah. Pit stop is 500. He's shaving. (laughs) but i i imagine that like at penske they've got some like awesome trailer set up for the drivers with like a barber chair and like you go in and get like a like a a hot cream straight razor shave honestly the race no honestly yes and it's right next to the two (laughs) massage tables yeah (laughs) must be nice so i'll be honest it's a pretty nice operation that they've got set up I saw that picture of you, the promo picture, and I honestly thought, like, and I, I spend a lot of time with you. We do a lot of escape rooms together. I, honest <laughs> to God, thought that it was a Photoshop of you, like, five years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because so many people in life are mad that they look younger, that they have the ability <laughs> to look younger. I, I know. Didn't say that's it was such a bad a, thing. That's such I'm an insult. Saying. No, it's just, it is. It's because you normally do have that kind of five o'clock shadow, and so totally clean shaven is a fairly uh, a fairly new look for uh, for a lot of Alex Rossi fans out there. Then again, well. James, you shaved for Dancing with the Stars, and I saw you the next day, and I think your entire beard was already back. 
Yeah, no, I, I actually I actually made sure that I the night I shaved, I made sure that I had to wear copious amounts of makeup so that nobody could actually see what I looked like. And the next day it was at least grown back enough that I was willing to leave my room. I was, was I don't it, think I've ever been more envious. Was it to cover the razor burn? <laughs> well, dude, I mean, that could have yeah. been a serious issue had I gone and got a straight straight razor shave. I've done that once before and it was the like most uncomfortable thing in my life. Yeah. So I'll never do it again. But uh, Same. I actually, I actually did it in England once, and I, I did it right before I was showing up to like quite a big, like corporate sponsorship meeting, and walked into the face with like four bloody, walked into the meeting with like four bloody spots on my face. It was, it was cute. It was like, hey guys, I'm Alex. If you didn't know, I'm definitely under nineteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have a. I'm not legally old enough to have a license for the road, but I'd like millions of dollars to go race cars for you. Yes. <laughs> Can I have a tissue, please? Can I have two little little bits of paper just stuck to your face still when you walk in? I mean, at the end of the day, James, at least you and I can grow beards. Tim is still like a man child, so <sighs> that is true. I wish I had like a comeback to that, but you're absolutely right. But he does grow an exceptional amount of hair on his head and his back. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I no, I have no back hair, and I have a questionable amount of chest hair. Like, if you see my chest, you'll ask yourself, does he have too much or too little chest hair? And somehow the answer is yes. You're in that weird purgatory of, like, yeah. not, not like, so little that it's kind of just fine and okay, not so much that it's, like, it's too much to shave or do anything with. You're kind of, yeah. like, offensive in between. it's just an uncomfortable between. amount. I'm it's also cutting like, this, by the way. It's, it's like the comb-over of chest hair. <laughs> Why do you cut everything, Tim? I wish our audience knew how much you cut. Because you, you really want me to leave in the 45 seconds on my chest hair? Because if, yes. if that's what you... I will leave it in. This is a All right episode. We need this. <laughs> All right. This is Stan. All right. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We started the show off asking uh, Tim what he did for the holidays and somehow have landed through, you know, a Daytona 24-hour test all the way back to Tim's chest hair. So it's it's been quite a roller coaster so far, but Alex, we didn't get to what you got up to for the holidays. Um, I don't remember. So he was also drunk with his family. <laughs> you know, he was drunk with my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, went to California with my grandmother uh, and and my girlfriend Kelly. We hung out with kind of the fam that side of the family, and then um went to Colorado for a week and played around on. Some snow bikes, skied for three or four days, uh, did New Year's Eve, um, just generally tried to uh, do things um, that were cool. And Whose flew to snow Daytona. bikes were those? Those are mine. Where do you get a snow bike? Well, you buy a dirt bike, and then you buy a uh, sled, and um, you install it. So you take That's off the not- roof. That's not what you did. Is that what you did? 100%. You take off the rear wheel and obviously the front wheel and you install like a like a narrower version of a snowmobile track on the back and then like a like a snowmobile front ski on the front and you have a machine that is probably 10 times more capable of an actual snowmobile. Um, doesn't get stuck, super easy to throw in the back of your pickup truck and um really fun to jump and do debaucherous things on and uh yeah so like does it still have the same kind of of suspension travel as a dirt bike so if you jump does it actually have like, a little bit of give 
Oh yeah, yeah. So like the front fork is the exact same, and then in the uh, in the in the rear sled, there's it's actually full on Fox Racing dampers with bypass valves, and you can adjust the the bump and rebound and, and high and low speed and uh, the gas pressure and, and the whole nine yards. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up now and head out head over to Colorado and I'm going to need you to give me the keys to those for a bit. Well, uh, there is no key. So if you're even better, you just stay to, uh, there, kickstart it, then you'll be all right. So just anybody yeah. can kickstart it. What? Like you don't, how do, how is there no key? You can just kickstart it. Have you never been on a dirt bike? No. Oh, <laughs> well, that I makes love sense. That he then. somehow made you feel stupid and that will exchange. <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately confused. What is the security for a dirt bike? Like, how do you stop anybody from stealing your dirt bike? You have to. You have to have a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no keys what? for like a quad. Okay, I also didn't know that. That feels silly. There's no <laughs> keys for like a jet ski. Yes. First of all, yes, there are. No, there's no. not. There's yeah, keys for a boat. Keys. They there have a the little thing that hooks up to your your life yeah. vest, and if it comes They're, off. There are technically keys for all of the things that Alex just said there wasn't for certain models. But for certain models, there are also, they don't have keys, and you just have to own it, and hopefully nobody takes it from you. Okay, then I mean, why did we even start with buying a dirt bike? Just take literally anybody's dirt bike. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, what so about What about bicycles? They don't have keys. Yeah, and they get stolen all the time. They have locks. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the right here. Like I feel like there should be keys to start a motorized vehicle. Let me let me tell you something, Tim. First of all, you're never in the right, okay. and you don't need keys for an indie car. So and you, yeah, also true. You do need you do need an engine tech and another person, but other <laughs> yeah, than that, that it's fine. Yeah, they have that thing you put in the back and it starts it up, right? Mm. That okay. thing you put in the back and starts it up right. How many races have you been to, and how Honestly, much have you too been... many, too many with and, you guys, and you still don't know the the basics of how our sport works. I'm not there to watch the race. <clears throat> to be honest, James, I don't know what the thing in the back that starts it up is. <laughs> His <laughs> well, name I mean, is Phil. Called, it's called. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, we do have a guy named Phil that does it. It's called a starter, guys. I mean, first of all, it's never mind. Hey guys, small favor to ask from us here at Off Track. Because let's be honest, you owe us one. True. Now, because of some algorithms, which is computer talk for stuff that we don't understand at all, podcasts depend on good ratings and reviews. So if you're listening to this podcast, and if you like even just a little bit hearing what we have to say, or, or even just tolerating us in general, go to iTunes today, give us a rating, preferably five stars. If there's an option for six stars without Tim do that and leave a little comment that would be tremendous thank you for that and now we'll get back to the show all right so guys i have something i want to talk to you about great (laughs) cannot (laughs) wait don't sound too excited so i uh i I sent this out on twitter the other day i had a dream a, a few nights ago where uh i was in high school and i had missed an exam and i wasn't going to be able to graduate which, like, I graduated high school, like, a decade ago. But but everybody has those kind of recurring dreams. And it got me thinking, do you guys have any that are racing-specific? Absolutely. All the time. Missing a session? 
like it's it's the biggest fear so i mean okay yeah i i have not i don't really have bad racing related dreams but i definitely almost missed a session from sleeping in so i should probably start (laughs) okay so you actually almost did this well you know that in pocono in 2017 oh yeah (laughs) like i literally woke up probably 25 minutes before the green flag dropped and we were on track I mean, so like, so what happened? Like, how how'd you get there? Like, like, walk us through it because that is actually my nightmare. Well, I um, was sleeping blissfully, and I think tw- twenty five minutes is an exaggeration. So I woke up an hour before, I'd say. Um, but normally which, we're at the track, you know, two hours before a session. Right, two hours before a session, the cars are rolling out to the pit lane like thirty minutes before, and um, I I got. I woke up to like my assistant Liza yelling in my motorhome, "Hello, hello," and I and I was like, "What? Like what happened?" Type thing, thinking like, "Why are you being an asshole waking me up in the middle of the night?" <laughs> and um, she's like, "Oh my God, you're here!" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm in my bed. Yep." Where she's else like, would I be?" She's like, "It's nine. and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> She's like, the session's in an hour. And it was like, oh, okay. So, like, I, I, I rushed and threw on my clothes and got so on this my... This is, like, this is, by by this point, it's already, like, driver intros, right? Oh, well, I had completely missed, like, driver, me- like, all of my briefings. Um, <laughs> Those are which probably is, not important. Which is weird because, like, I didn't have any missed calls from, like, my engineer or my strategist or whatever. I mean, it's a... It, it's a... It's a... It's a You'd think they'd be concerned, but I guess not. I mean, they think I'm a grown man and can make it to the racetrack on time, I suppose. So that's foolish of them. Yeah, you tell me. So, anyways, take again. So (laughs) I, I, I rushed down the hill on my Honda Cub, which obviously takes like eight minutes to start because it was cold and rainy. So I was like leaning it over as it was dying and all these things. And I get there, and you know, I try and act normal because at this point it's like nine twenty-two and. Everyone's like, oh, hey, like all the mechanics. I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, been here a while type thing. Like, sorry, I didn't see you when I came in and uh, rushed to get dressed and everything and um, walk into the engineering trailer and everyone's just like, oh, hey. And I was like, did no one miss me? Like, is there, <laughs> does, it, does it not matter? And they were like, oh, we didn't honestly even notice that you didn't show up. <laughs> That just makes me think that either your team, A, doesn't care about you, or B, we can all actually sleep in later than they tell us that we can because they don't really need us until I mean, James, it's time to strap in the car. I mean, James, let's be honest. On the morning briefings before a practice, please, please tell me the information that you're getting is vital to your session. Yeah, nine times out of ten, no. I mean, you normally have the day before, like you've got the Thursday before to go over everything. Right. Like, what are you discussing Friday morning that you don't know? Like, yeah, you're kind of oh. just, I mean, yeah, I normally talk on the phone with my engineer kind of at night after I've left the track and he goes over the changes that we're going to do and then you kind of wake up in the morning and unless he had some epiphany while he was sleeping, everything's exactly the same. Right. So it was it was fine except for the fact that I was I was running out to pit lane with dry with a dry handful of Honey Nut Cheerios and um, <laughs> a Gatorade. It's a normal and, breakfast for me, but okay. <laughs> and uh, just strapped in the race car and... Went out and went. drove at Pocono. So hey, well, I have had I have had so many nightmares, like Tim described, of 
waking up late or being stuck somewhere in traffic or something and then you get to the track and you're trying to get dressed but bits of your equipment are missing you can't find your boots or you can't find your nomex or you can't find your helmet or then you're trying to get to the pit lane but like it's a completely different route to pit lane than you remember and you get lost trying to get to pit lane and then you start hearing cars firing up and driving around and it's like it's like the worst feeling in the world it's the most panicked awful feeling you could imagine but yeah it, it happens it happens way too regularly in my in my slumber to so, everybody except Alex Rossi apparently <laughs> so why do you think why do you think uh, why do you think the panic's so big like from from your standpoint, like yeah, it's bad. But are you are you panicking because like you, you're you're afraid you're gonna miss three minutes of a of a session that's super important, or are you panicking because people will be mad at you, or like where well, do you I think mean, the panic I mean, comes you know, from? Dreams are inherently irrational, so I don't think the level of panic actually appropriately matches the situation would in, in reality. But yeah, I think in reality, if that were to happen, it's all the things that you said, you know, it's missing track time, it's letting the team down, you know, it's it's things like that. But that just translates in, in into like an exponential amount of anxiety and angst and uh, and panic when it's in, in a dream. But there's actually <laughs> Robbie Wickens actually has <laughs> a great a story. story about this that is... I mean, I, I, I actually, I don't even want to touch on it because we're going to have him on the show at some point and let him tell it. But it is one of the greatest stories of a driver half missing session I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun for me to have him show up 18 minutes late and still stick it on pole. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave that detail out. But yes, that, that was that was the end of the story. It doesn't ruin the story. The, the build up to how he got there was still phenomenal and still worth the story. A hundred percent. So I, I wonder if you uh, put that into like, you know how they have those dream calculators? Like it tells you like what that yes. says about yourself. I wonder if you mm-hmm. put that in, what that would come up with. You are a race car driver. Well, guys, I think uh, it's safe to say that with all the rambling and Tim's chest hair and toboggan bikes and all the things that we've covered uh, we really need racing to start up again soon because this is... Did you, uh, James, did you just mention my chest hair so that I wouldn't be able to cut that segment out? Uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, so now that we all are well-versed on Thim's comb-over chest hair, this is really time for racing to get going. Luckily, uh, we got Alex competing in the uh, Daytona 24-hour race coming up soon. We can talk about how Ryan hunter Ray and Joseph Newgarden do in the Race of Champions that's coming up soon. And, uh, and I promise there'll be some other topical things for the next episode. But in the meantime, thank you for bearing with us. Very happy new year to everybody out there listening to Off Track and Hinch and, with Hinch and Rossi. I don't even know the name of our show. Why don't you, why don't you say goodbye, Alex? Um, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
offtrackpod.com. Off Track is very roughly produced by Tim Durham. The music you heard today is from Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.